that were left in Afghanistan, <laughs> Americans, Christians, uh, people that helped the American stuff over there and believe in what we believe. I mean, that's no reason to pray for them, to pray for them that they stay safe and healthy and that we can get them safely out. Uh, pray for the sick. Uh, pray for Sandy and her family. Uh, my, well, our cousin, the one that had the truck accident, he had the truck accident and he, uh, he was doing well and two days ago, they called us and he had passed away. Not sure if he had a blood clot or what, but uh, it was sudden, it was real sudden. And if, if I could describe him because he was here when, when dad had, we had dad's funeral, he was the one that was getting disease back there in the back. He was snoring really loud. He was, he's gonna be remembered around here for a long time. But he was a good guy. He was ornery and stubborn, but he, had, he was, he was kind-hearted. Nothing like my wife. Ah. <laughs> Remember that, Tony. <laughs> Do we have any birthdays today? Any anniversaries? We got any fibbers? <laughs> got an honest person right here. Well, uh, remember the blessing box in town? Got the stuff there. It's still doing pretty good. Uh, like I said, Miss Laurel, they're doing this from the radio station. And I'm sure if you want to drop something off at the radio station, if her car's there, you can. There's no, uh, there's nothing that says you can't do that. But that sounds like a good deal. And if anybody wants to drive it down through there and you need something to eat, we'll often get something to eat. Sounds good. We're going down up down the road on Fridays. Anybody got anybody got anything else? No. Okay, go ahead, Rich. Well, everybody remember that this afternoon at two o'clock we're going to be doing ordination service for Brother Bill. And as memberships, uh, members in the church, we voted to do this. And we need all everybody out here to support uh, Brother Bill at this time at two o'clock. And I don't know how long it'll take, but anyway, uh, it'll be a good service, and I hope you can all show up. Yeah, let's be here. Let's, let's support Bill in this journey that he started a few years back. Yeah. And somewhere in there, right before Brother Jim died, Bill took a leap of faith. I'm, and I'm serious about that. Big leap. He built in for Brother Jim, and that's some big, that's some big shoes right here to fill in. You know what I mean? That's the book. Yeah. Brother Jim was a kind man, and he was, he was a godly man. And uh, he didn't miss a Sunday unless until he got older and sicker, and then there was no choice for, but for him to miss. But he's greatly missed around here. Remember when he would run his little rascal down the highway? He would ride his little scooter or wheelchair, whatever you call it, down here, <laughs> and get out walking in church. Then uh, we started keeping a wheelchair in here for him. Yeah, let me have the wheelchair. Somebody would go out and get, help him in the car and bring him in and stuff, but. He was a good man. He, he he asked Bill to take over for him, and Bill didn't him all about it. He took it. He said, "I'll do it." He said, "Well, I need you to start pretty much next Sunday." Bill said, "Oh, okay." Ever since then, you know, Bill stepped up. So y'all y'all be here too. Uh, when it's over with, somebody call me. Let me know how it went. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna quit now. 
Thanks for coming today, this morning. Let's, play, let's praise God together and come back to support Bill in his journey. Okay, let's get our handles and turn to number 78. Wonderful for God. 
Lord, we come here today asking your blessings on this country, asking your blessings on this church and church family, and those gathered with us today in their house, Lord, that we ask you bless them in a special way. Thank you for all the goodness that you give us. Protect those that are in harm's way, wherever they might be. You know the needs everywhere, and your strength and courage strengthens us. Bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Number 618. We're going to sing this one, then we're going to turn it over to Brother Bill. This is one we that has some motions to it. If you want to do the motions, great. I've got peace down the river. 618. Oh, all right. The verse on this comes from Colossians 315. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. I've got peace like the river. Y'all want me to get up there and we all do it together? Really? Yeah. Right in the center. Thank you. 
need a visual. Good morning, y'all. I don't want to injure anybody, so I have to move the microphone. Uh, good to be here. Glad to see you guys once again. Aha, found it. Woo! I was lost there for a minute. Now I'm found. All right. <laughs> right. I love each and every one of y'all. Good to see every one of y'all, even the ones on the back row talking. They ain't listening to me. They're still not listening to me. Do what? Don't be pointing out my faults. My job is to point everybody else's faults out, not my own. Right? That's what I do. I love you guys. God is good. Hang on, let me get the demerit pin out for real. Because those two women back there, ooh, girl. One demerit, two demerits. Those Northern Baptists over there, they're what? They're jurors. Those they're. You can't do that in church. That's illegal. Somebody shouting out things at football games. Yeah, right. She does it all the time. No, I'm glad to see you guys. I love each and every one of y'all. It's been a, a, a beautiful week. Yesterday was a somber day, 20 years. Uh, we, you know, and all those families that were affected that in the entire United States, you know, hand it up to God because that's where we need to be right now uh, in his graces and that's why we're here. Uh, with, with that all said, uh, <clears throat> We see people doing things, certain things, for certain reasons, uh, and, and we, and we means me, are quick to judge people on why they do what they do. We don't know their motives, you know, walk a mile in my shoes kind of thing. We don't know that, but we're, we're, we're and, and I've done this uh, a sermon uh, several times about, uh, uh, what is it, judging, judging how, do you, how do you say it, Miss Watchley? Judgy, McJudgy, uh, uh, people judging other people, why they're driving so fast or why they're driving so slow or why they're, uh, 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 I don't know. There's a hundred things we judge people on why they do what they do. So, uh, or giggling up front, oh no. But uh, today we like to judge other people's actions uh, by our standards. We, we don't judge them by, by their standards where they started and where they finished. We judge them about where we are at the top point in time in life. We judge those people. Well, they could do better than that. Well, maybe they can't. 
Maybe they don't have the wherewithal to do the things that we could do better. Well, if we could do it better, then why aren't we doing it? You ever thought about that? If you're so good at it, why don't you do it? Well, okay. Well, I remember several times of sitting in, in, in church and thinking, boy, that preacher sure stoked it up. You know, and, and I, I've done that. Uh, Dr. Tim Wilson, or Tim Owens. Dr. Tim Owens, I don't know if anybody remembers him. He, he was a, a preacher at First Baptist Church back in the late 80s, early 90s, or mid-90s. No, it was early 90s, early 90s. He was a doctor, you know, I, I don't know a doctor what, but he was Dr. Tim Owens, and he was the, the, the big guy at First Baptist. And out of all the, the, the sermons I ever heard, one of them stuck. One of them stuck. It stuck in here, stuck in there, and I've remembered it ever since. He did his job that day. He hit me right in the wheelhouse. And if I can do that to at least one person, I've done my job. Right on. I'm trying to hit you in the wheelhouse. Believe it or not, sometimes I hit myself. When I go to reading and I read the scripture and and I have two sermons set up for today. Neither of them is right here. But I had two of them set up. I started two weeks ago. I was getting ready for this point in time. I'm going to have a good sermon, just a case of backup sermon. And I'm going to have, well, actually it didn't work out that way, but that's how it worked out. This morning I got up this morning blank-faced and, and brand new chalkboard because both of my sermons were on a big, thick notebook at the store. My superpower kicked in. I forgot them at the store. So I thought, well, if I forgot them at the store, there's a reason for that. God wanted me, so I did my scripture reading this morning. And I thought, well, nothing, nothing. Then I read the other one, my, my handy Bible app on my phone. I went, oh, I understand that, but what are you getting at? And that's when you turn, you bow, you humble yourself, and you open yourself up to the Holy Spirit and say, what? And that's what I did. I said, what? And he said, judgey, McJudgey. For some reason, I heard it in your voice. I don't know. <laughs> So I heard it, it came to me, and then I started thinking of the criteria of why I judge people. And, and I can go all day, and I wanted to go to the, uh, we're going to be in Matthew 21, and I hope, let's see here, yeah, Matthew 21, verse 28, and on. And I'm going to read you that right quick, because that's what popped up. That's what popped up. And I thought, okay, but what's that got to do with anything? What's that got to do with being judgmental? So, with be being judgmental and, and trying to figure out the... I'm kind of getting off in the weeds and I'm getting off on my writings. That's you. That, that is me. Matthew 1. Matthew 21. Matthew 21, verse 28, and, and I'm sure everybody here is, 
I've, everybody's here either has heard, knows of, has read, or has it in their life, the parable of the two sons. And, and we'll get to that in a second. I'm going to get to the fact that we judge other people on our own morality. Uh, we judge other people doing things that we wouldn't do, but we've never walked a mile in their shoes. We grab some sort of moral supremacy when we see someone do something that is out of the norm for what we do or how we do it because they're not doing it right. They're not uh, standing on their soapbox correctly to do it. They're saying things that they shouldn't be saying. Well, how do you know? How do you know God didn't tell them to say these things? How do you know they haven't read in the scripture? Are you that good and that up to date on the scripture that you know what they're saying is wrong? Well, isn't that something you should hand up to God the Father and let him deal with it? Isn't that between them and God the Father and their relationship? So when you start offering up your moral supremacy, and get up on your soapbox and start wagging your finger at people, shouldn't you be standing in front of a mirror? Ouch. The second you start putting someone down for something that they're doing, because they're doing it differently than the way you would do it, you need to look into yourself. Because God didn't ask you to judge, that's his job. And if you think you're big enough to do God's job, hey, knock yourself out. But I'm not getting in your way. Because I'm not doing it. My job is not here to judge. My job is to tell you the good news. That's my job. And hopefully I will do it right. Because I know of a few things and today. And it started, uh, Wade mentioned it when, when Brother Jim asked me to sit in that chair right there. The day he asked me that, I went, uh, okay. I, we get to read, because we had little pamphlets, little uh, 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 Sunday school books. You remember the little Sunday school books that they had the date and everything in them? And that's how we went. We went, and I thought, you know what? If I'm gonna be doing this job, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it the way I think, or maybe, I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit telling me, I don't know, but God the Father told me to read the Bible. Read the word, feel the power, and I did. And we're almost through with Revelations, guys. <laughs> we're almost through with Revelations. And then we'll start and move on. Once we get that knowledge in us, and that's the whole job. That's my job, to give you the good news. And not to misguide you, not to take away or add to. Because I figured out, as we're reading, and we've been going back there, <laughs> That those that take away or add to and call themselves a teacher, they'll get punished more than the person listening. I have more on my shoulders by standing here than if I was sitting out there. Because I have the ability to misguide you, mistreat you, misinform you. And I can't do that because if I do that, then I'll be judged 
way above, way above. So I'm thinking, I'm not going to go judging you. Not my job. My job is to give you the good news. And when, when we decide what kind of criteria we're going to use to go and judge people and we fail to look into the mirror, well, we judge them wrongly. That's the first thing we do. We start judging people and telling them, hey, look, man, you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. Well, how about before we open our mouth, we go back to Scripture and find it? How about we use this as our, as our starting point? Because right now we, we're using the world as our starting point, and that's where we're missing, we're missing the, the point. The point isn't the world because we're not of the world. We're in the world. Don't get me wrong. Right now, you're in reality right now. And the world is coming to you. It comes to you every morning when you turn on your phone. The world is up in you personally right there. Every day. Social media, uh, any kind of media. It's up in your world. How many of y'all, other than today, read your scripture, looked at a Bible, Handed it up to God. Did you wake up this morning, hit food, feet hit the floor, rise and shine as Jesus time? You did. Okay, got one. Any more? And I've got two. Where's your starting point? Where'd you start this morning? Did you start with Christ? Well, I hope you finish with Christ if you didn't. Because you may not get tomorrow again. That's something made promised. And I think someone the other day, who was it we were talking about? Someone passed away. They went to sleep. They didn't wake up. They weren't really sick. Who was it? Oh, there you go. There you go. Lowell's wife. Lowell's wife passed away. Wednesday? Sure. Yeah. Went to sleep. She went to sleep. Didn't wake up. It's not promised. Tomorrow's not promised. I'm telling you right now. If you don't start and finish the day with Christ, you may not get the opportunity to start your day tomorrow. The earth's not promised. It's not. So let's get on ahead down here. And I hope they come together. I hope they come together. The parable of the two sons. <laughs> But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go to work today in the vineyard. And he answered, I will not. The son told the father, I will not, after his daddy told him, Hey, go do these things. And the son said, No. And he answered, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. How many times have you had... You've done something or said something. I, I refuse to do it. And then you feel convicted. And say, you know what? I need to do that. What I said was wrong. But I need to move forward. You're being convicted. The Holy Spirit's working on you. And you need to do what's asked of you. What is that? The will of the Father. You get that opportunity. Because you may not get that opportunity tomorrow. To do what's asked of you. 
The man came to the second son and said the same thing. And he answered, I will, sir, happily with bells on. Of course, that doesn't say that. That's the new version of the Bible. Bells on, I don't think, is in the King James, right? Whoever has the King James, I don't think the bells, bells on is there. I think that's Bill's version. That's a bit, oh, there you go. <laughs> the second said the same thing, or said the same thing to the second son, and he answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of the Father? Christ is asking the, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees that all standing around and that are asking these questions in the temple. And they're trying to, they're trying this gotcha moment. Every time you turn around, it's like uh, the news is trying to get this guy or trying to get that girl or got, gotcha. If it bleeds, it leads. And that's media today. Y'all got that? That's the way the world works. The more dismembered or, or car wreck looking something is, the more you, we're going to get viewers because of it. They don't care what happens. They don't care about what the, what the collateral damage is. The world cares less about collateral damage. So the boy says, you bet, Dad, I'm going to go do what you ask of me. Which of the two did the will of his father? Well, I don't know. The first one that told him no, flat out. If your answer is no, let it be no. If your answer is yes, let it be yes. All that other stuff, all those excuses, that's what they are, they're excuses. Either say yes or no. If you're going to say no, then no. If you're going to say yes, then do. Go. Do the will of the Father. Don't sit in here thinking, I'm a Christian because I went to church, but yet I go out through the door and my answer is no. My answer is yes because I'm here. But when I walk out the door, the answer is no. Which one's doing the will of the Father? Those that come into church and they sit down? Or those that don't make it all the time to church, but they're out there, they're handing out those little, little books of the Bible. They're handing out, hey, why don't you come to church? It's a great place to be. Those that are carrying the word of the Father to everybody. Maybe they're not the best dressed. Maybe they're not the best churchgoer. Maybe they don't drive the nice car. Maybe they don't even have a car. But those that are carrying forth the word of the Father, Christ Jesus, the good news, those are doing the will of the Father, not the ones in the fancy clothes, not the ones that on church, they're in church three times a week, four times a week, what have you. Not those guys. Those guys aren't buying their way to heaven. The ones doing the will of the Father. If you're going to say yes, say yes. If you're going to say no, don't put on a mask. Do the will of the Father. Because that's what you're asked to do. Because if you don't do the will of the Father, you're not going to get into heaven any other way. You can receive Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit will show you the way. But if you don't believe the way, the truth, and the life, you're not going to get there. I don't care if you are the best uh, can't even think of some of the things food hanger outer at the at the the homeless shelter I don't know what a food hanger outer is but <laughs> I don't know the, the, the collegiate word 
Oh, yeah, get smart on me. <laughs> server. But that's what I'm saying. Being the best server at, at, at the homeless shelter is not going to buy your way into heaven. Being the most gracious uh, person in the church is not going to buy your way into heaven. Receiving, believing, and submitting to God the Father through Christ Jesus, that is the only way in. So you can, you can choose for yourself. But you better do it before you go to sleep. Even Sherry knows this right now. And I pray she's there now. I didn't know her well enough. I knew her enough. When I saw her, I knew who she was. Not all of us are going to wake up tomorrow morning. Some of us won't even make it to bed. So when you have that opportunity to open up your heart and receive God the Father through Christ Jesus, please do it. You know, a lot of people have sadness when they lose a family member. Oh, I'm not going to see them again. I feel so bad they passed away. I want to do this and I want to do that. Well, I feel bad if I'm not positive they're a Christian. That's what I feel bad about. Not because they're not a Christian, and not because because I didn't do my job. <clears throat> I'm handed a gift. A lot of people think, you have a gift? Yeah. Forgetfulness, I forget when people do me wrong. That's a tough one. And being a loud mouth. <laughs> I don't need that. I can yell stuff at a football game and everybody hears it. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. I know you appreciate that, brother. But I'm loud. In crowd. Right in front of you. Humility, brother. Humility. But I know what my gifts are. Do you know what yours are? Will you go forth and humble yourself and do the will of the Father? Or will you just go to church and say, hey, that's pretty cool. I feel good. I got a good feeling in my heart. Let's go do something else. I did the church thing today. I'll be all right. How about we go do the will of the Father? I don't care if it's right now, tomorrow, the next day, Friday, during the football game. Touch someone's heart. Be an example. Can you do that? Let's be an example. When we can jump up on that little soapbox and wag our finger like a porch chihuahua, we do it. No, don't do that. Let's get some forgiveness. Let's hand out some Jesus. Forgiveness. Turn the other cheek. That's the hard part. And I've said this a thousand times. Being a Christian ain't for sissies. Jumping back's easy. Being vindictive's easy. Spilling venom and being hateful is easy. Because everybody knows how to do that. But do you know if your neighbor knows how to look up and do the will of the Father? Do they know to hand it up? Have you opened your heart and received and humbled yourself? That's the thing. Will you? 
humble yourself before God the Father before it's too late. I'm asking you right now, guys. You may not have tomorrow to do it. Forgive and receive as you were forgiven. It's easy. Just open your heart. Bow down. Confess. Just receive it. Let's not leave here without Christ in your heart. I'm asking you. Let me do my job. Y'all receive it. And we'll all glorify the Father in it. Y'all got that? So let's go ahead and bow our heads. Father God, thank you for giving us the opportunity to be in your house, Father God. We open our hearts. We humble ourselves, Father God. We pray that you touch each and every one of us. Show us the path, Father, through Christ Jesus. Give us the Holy Spirit on our on, on our day, on our on ourselves. Show us, light up our path that we know that your will is what we are doing. May we receive you, Father, through Christ Jesus. May we glorify your name every day you give us as a gift. May we go to bed tonight with you in our hearts. And wake up with Christ in, in our eyes, Father God, that we might glorify you. We humble ourselves before you. Touch each and every one of us here, Father God. May we go forward as examples of your love. In Jesus' holy name, I pray for everyone here. Amen. If you would, get your hymns and turn to number 322. We're going to close with this hymn. 322. Praise the name of Jesus. Let's stand in Praise the name of Jesus.
Now, bless you, don't forget 2 o'clock this afternoon. It's going to be a good service. Thanks. That's nice. I thought one like that. You did? No wonder I can't, I can't uh, open it. Uh, the, the window. Uh, oh, were y'all ever talking about this? Y'all did. Yeah. Oh, is it? I didn't notice it when I got out of the truck. Is it painted? No. Oh, I got a painted? Okay. Okay. 